a sports car for my birthday. I'm a walking trash can. Come on, he looks great here. He's extremely psycho, Rocco. Well, since you don't have any friends, we thought you'd like it. Yeah, pretend you're happy. We'll you? keep it company when you're all alone. That's a great looking guy. Please make a wish. You know what's amazing? That all these years, everything still seems kind of new. You remember a long time ago, I told you that uh, I said that you had never gotten rid of me. Remember that? Oh, yeah, nah. What makes you think he can stand the pressure of fighting someone in season at Balboa? There is no one who can match his strength, his endurance, or his aggressiveness. You make it sound like he's indestructible. Yes, he is. How to go to school, son. Come on, get your hands up. You need an interpreter? It's time to go to school. You will lose. You can't win! Oh, it's okay. It's okay. This is below human standards. There's no antennas, you gotta complain. We'll crack out here. I hope they got my comics here. What a depressing vacation. I'm with you, no matter what. No matter what? I know you're kind of busy just now, but I want to tell you some things I never told you. I know sometimes I act stupid and I say stupid things, but you kept me around and other people would have said drop that bum. You give me respect. You know, it's hard for me to say these kind of things because that ain't my way. But if I could just unzip myself and step out and be someone else, I want to be you. You're a little hot, Rob. That's good. Now bust this guy's teeth out. I'll try. You know what I said back there about not to be you? Yeah. Forget it. Thanks, Paul. I must break you. Welcome to Sweet Filet Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Magmasunas. How's everybody doing today? And welcome back. I know you just listened to number three. So sitting across from me, like uh, a couple hundred miles away, is Jameson. What's up, man? What's up? I don't know. Are, are we really a couple hundred miles away? I forgot. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's roughly a couple hundred miles. No, it's not because it takes me like a half hour to get to Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, it's like, wait, I'm two hours away from you. <laughs> So how many miles is that? 120 miles. <laughs> Fun times, man. You got to figure it out. Wait, we're, we're good with math. We're good with math. That's we got right. Got maps out. We're doing all kinds of fun stuff today. It's all good. So welcome to the Rocky Four episode. This is the one that everybody's been waiting for, and Woo! I'm excited to have you on, sir. This is the this is the one you're like, dude. You don't have me on. I'm gonna murder you. So. Can't miss Rocky Four, brother. Good times, and uh, I'm I'm pumped up, man. I just finished this. Unfortunately, let me give you guys a little story before we roll into movie music news. I uh, I couldn't get Rocky Three and Four at my local video store. They had one, two, five, and six. Wait, did they just not have them in, or they didn't have them? People stole them and never brought them back. Right. So I went on, I went on the internet looking for it, and you know, you know how YouTube will sometimes have the movie and you can check it out and stuff. Yeah. But it didn't happen, so I, I found one website that was playing it, but it was all in French. So, I, so I had to watch Rocky three and four in French. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, it was English. Well, one of them was actually French subtitled, like the the words somebody was actually saying in French. This time I got to watch Rocky in English, but the words were French. So anytime Drago talks or they talk Russian and, you know, they put the, the words up, I, uh-huh. I have no idea what they were saying there. So I'm going to have to ask you on what, what did they say during that scene? Because <laughs> I have no clue. Dude, I, 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 I could have got you some copies of these movies if you needed them that bad. <laughs> I thought it wouldn't be a big deal. I actually thought I owned them, but I didn't. 
unfortunately. Well, I only, you need to find a video store to steal them from then, I guess. I, I only own Rocky Balboa. That's the only one I ever bought. So. All right. But, you know, it's all good. I'll eventually like get on. You only buy the fifth, the sixth movie in a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the sixth movie. It's a great franchise. At the time, it was my favorite of the whole series. And I was like, if, this, if I'm going to own any Rocky movie, it's number six. So I guess you'll find out when we get there why I love it so much. But, all right. Uh, yeah, and plus it was uh, day after Thanksgiving. So I got it for like five bucks, I think. So Love it. But, uh, yeah, before we roll into uh, our talk on Rocky Four, you want to roll into some movie and music news, sir? Oh, why not? All right, let's do it. All right, sir. So let's talk about some interesting stories that have occurred uh, recently. So have you seen Megan Fox as uh, April O'Neil? I have. I've seen her in the jacket and everything. Isn't it terrible looking? It doesn't look good, I'll tell you that. Uh, she's not April O'Neil. No, she's not. And I have no idea what they're thinking. It's Michael Bay. I guess. I mean, it's just that's all I can say, I guess. I guess they made up. I'm not for sure. Hey, I guess he's not a Nazi anymore, huh? I guess not. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know how to feel about I mean, it's great to know they're turtles and all that it's good stuff. I guess they're not going to be aliens anymore. No big deal. But it just, when Megan Fox was cast, I was like, what are you guys thinking? I just don't get it. Yeah, I have no idea. I I don't know. Yeah, what I do you, don't have I don't have high hopes for this movie. Yeah, I, and you know I'm definitely not going to run out and see it in the theater. I mean I think I'm going to DVD that sucker. To be honest with you, unless, unless the trailers are really killer, I think I'm going to pass on this. But I think if you think the trailers are killer, you're going to get suckered. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be good. I hear you on that one. So have you heard the news? I, I touched upon this last episode uh, on the crow. How Luke, uh, Luke, not Luke Wilson, but uh, Luke Evans has been cast as the Crow. Do you know who mm-hmm. that guy is? Yep, yep. Okay, because he's the main bad guy in Fast Six, and that'll be the first movie I've actually will see him in. I haven't seen him in any other movies. So, uh, you know, I said about you know a couple years ago I would be say that it's a disgrace. You know, how can you remake this movie? But I've come to realize that you know after all these terrible movies. Uh, you know, they make you love the original that much more, you know? Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I've, I still struggle with this when a movie that you really love and cherish that has a special place for you, that they remake it or they make horrible sequels to it or whatever, you know, your initial, your initial gut reaction is to be like, oh no, that's terrible. 
you know, and and that's fair. Um, and it's just kind of I, I've kind of I guess as I've matured, um, I've kind of realized like you know what I don't have to watch that garbage. Right. You know they can remake or what do what they want with these franchises. Doesn't mean I gotta watch it. Doesn't mean that's gotta be my movie. You know my, I know what my version is. Um, and so yeah, I can I, I see what you're saying with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course that you know Jason is infamously said. How they're not going to burn your DVDs, you know, and that's right, always stormtroopers ain't coming to your house taking taking the originals away. Uh, my only thing with this is that because of the fact this is Brandon Lee's last movie and they had to fight to get this movie finished, I would think that you would honor his memory by not making this movie. That's my thing, you know. I no honor in Hollywood though, Mike. Yeah, I know that. That's it's kind all of my about only the thing. Buck. It's true. So you know, I've come to uh, you know deal with it, if you will. But uh, I was just wondering, uh, you know, your thoughts because, I mean, Loki, uh, who was originally, you know, rumored to get the role. I mean, at least right. his hair looks like the crow, you know. And I'm sure. I don't know. After I see Fast Six, I think I'll be able to have more of a opinion on this guy. But it just kind of seems off that they're picking this guy to be well, the crow. Yeah, I mean. I really, really, really like the first Crow movie, and a lot of it is nostalgia. A lot of it is, um, but it's a good movie. I really like it. Um, and we, I think we've talked about this. Yeah. And you know, I would like it if they could make another cool one. They have struggled to find the right formula over all these horrible sequels. Um, it would be cool if they could make another one. Maybe you know reinvigorate this franchise. Um, but. I, I'm not going to pin my hopes on it, you know. Right. It, I'm. It's. It's like I've learned to go into certain things with very low expectations, because I've learned that going in hoping something's going to be great is only leads to disappointment most of the time. Right. You know. So I kind of okay. Well, it's probably going to be terrible, and I'll probably check it out because it is you know something I'm interested in. And if it's decent, cool. I got a movie I like. You know. I, I think it's all about perspective with some of these things. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of like I, with Fast 6, you know, people are kind of asking me like, well, why are you so pumped up for this movie? You know, shouldn't you be more excited for Man of Steel? And I said, well, here's the difference. I want to see Man of Steel and I think it's going to be excellent. I think it's going to be great. And by far, I'm sure Man of Steel is probably going to be the best movie of the year. But the thing, the reason my excitement level is higher for Fast 6 than that is because I'm going into a movie that I know what I'm going to get. Uh, it's a it's a established franchise that delivers on its promise every movie. It's always top the previous movie that I go into. So yeah, my expectations are high because the bar has been set high with every movie that comes out. I mean, it's, yeah, it's dumb fun, but I know what I'm gonna get when I go in there. Versus- well, and you're already invested. I mean, you're you're five movies deep into this thing. Yeah, you already have an investment into this franchise. You know, and Man of Steel is awesome as it looks. I can I still have to be a little skeptical because you know you got to wonder what are they going to change. You know, because I heard the whole Kryptonite thing. You know, I, I don't know if anybody has. I don't want to spoil it, but I've heard a few different things, and it's just I'm going in it with. Uh, with expectations that I'm going to, to love it, but I'm not going to go in thinking that, you know, uh, it's not higher expectations on something that I, I'm well-established in a franchise in, if that makes any sense, you know. No, I agree 100%. So, Man of Steel, you know, we're talking about, I, 
it's 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 tough because it's it's the movie that I'm most anticipating this year. It's the movie that just from get go I I am really hoping is great. Right. And as I watch the trailers, I'm I'm really <laughs> buying into it. But in my heart, I you know, I'm I'm also going. Look, you have not liked the majority of Zack Snyder's movies, right? You have been burned by Superman before. <laughs> You've been burned by trailers many times. <laughs> Don't get too invested. You know, and so I'm trying to set my mindset when I go into this movie next month that, look, this could be terrible, all right? Let's not get... You don't want to walk out of here too disappointed if it's not what you are hoping, you know? Right. Um, and so that is, it's, it's, it's tough. Sometimes you have to kind of change your perspective and your mindset on movies you know, as you go into it. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean... You saw the crap I got from my review of the Man of Steel trailer. How well, I just—you were wrong. So I mean, we all. Admit <laughs> but didn't I tell you, trailer three will get the soonest stamp of approval, and it did because it was. I told you as soon as I saw it, I said that was the trailer I wanted the first time, and I loved every second of it. It was great, you know. So yeah, this trailer looks amazing. My wife, she has no desire to see this because she's been burned on these Superman movies. And she's just like, if I go see this, you have to go see a movie for me. I'm like, okay, sure. You know? It's a dangerous bet to take, man. I know, bro. I'm scared. Making deals with the devil now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, let's talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Have you seen the pictures of uh, Paul Giamatti as Rhino yet? Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? I I love Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he's a great choice. And I just watched a Paul Giamatti movie the other day, and... I don't care what anybody says, but I think Paycheck is a super fun, awesome movie. And he's in that movie with Ben Affleck. And I really, really love that movie. And uh, when I watched him in there, I was just like, awesome, Rhino. You don't like Paycheck? (laughs) Not especially. What is wrong with you? (laughs) But I love Paul Giamatti. I've I've seen the majority of his movies, and he's great. He's a a great character actor, quote-unquote. Um... But even in uh, movies where he stars in, like Win Win was great. He can carry scenes or he can support scenes. And that's what I like about him is he can kind of do everything you need. And he kind of, a lot like when Alfred Molina was cast in Spider-Man 2. Right. Um, a very similar, a great secondary actor who is who can chew dialogue or can support your lead really well. And I think Giamatti's perfect is that i'm really excited and it kind of offsets my trepidation with jamie fox being cast right definitely um but i'm excited though man the suit looks great the set pictures i've been seeing looks great i'm excited for it. i really enjoyed uh you know the first one so oh, it was great that's why although i'm a little afraid though because i don't think emma emma stone's gonna make it in this one man we've nice. talked we've talked about that before yeah but, we've talked about it but i'm still going in uh you know afraid on that one. Yep. But uh, so. we'll see how it goes. Now, technically, again, like last episode, I did TV-related stuff when I talked uh, music news. Uh, but this could be kind of movie news. Uh, you know about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Of course. And, of course, ABC ordered the entire season already. Uh, you know, I saw the trailer, and uh, it was cool. Uh, I, I laughed at it, and my wife's just like, so this takes place before the Avengers, right? I'm like, no, it takes place after. Well, she goes, But Agent Coulson's dead. I'm like, no, he faked his death. Trust me. he's the, This is Whedon. You know? He always finds a way to bring somebody back creatively. 
So but there's wormholes. There's ways of bringing people back. Yeah, there always is. You know, I mean, let's be honest. When I found out that, uh, you know, when I watched them the fast going back to Fast Five, the end credits when Letty was there, I was like, wait a second, she died. And then I said to myself, you idiot! They never showed her death scene, so you just thought she was dead. Now, technically, with Coulson. I mean, you saw him die, but I'm sure there's going to be some sort of different camera angle or whatever where they're going to explain it. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, they'll show, you know, a scene where he opens up his shirt and he had like a, you know, a cookie pan under there that's actually took the blow. You know, I mean, just whatever. Right. It ought to be pretty fun. Sure. Good times. I'm excited for it. It looks cool. It'll be good. And, uh... Did we talk about Robert Redford in Captain America? Uh, No, we didn't. I covered that on Movie Mojo Monthly and was roundly chastised for what I said. (laughs) Oh, man, you want to talk about chastised? What if I told you I am not a Robert Redford fan and I've never seen a movie I liked him in? Wow. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Wow, dude. I just watched like three of them in the last couple of months and they are some of my favorite movies i watched the sting which is just a great movie i watched it's Butch right. cassidy and the sundance kid love it oh. and uh i can't remember the third one was i don't know he's like harrison ford for me you know it's like whatever whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> how um mike um i'm not sure where you're going with this but just step carefully on these landmines you're laying out all right <laughs> You're, you're talking. You're talking sacred ground when you're talking Harrison Ford now. So just be careful. Oh come on! Haven't you heard my issues with Harrison Ford? Yeah, yeah, but not. I haven't heard them said directly live from you. I mean, I've been able to curse at you through my iPod. But never, like, <laughs> right here, you say it to my face. Well, hey, this is Rocky Four. This is uh, Drago time. So let's let's get talking. Man, I just yeah I. Harrison Ford, man. Okay, no, let's go Robert Redford. Let's let's right. go back. Yeah, Here. let's go back to Robert Redford first. Okay, here's the thing. I I think he's I I know he's a good actor and mm-hmm. stuff. It's just for me, he's kind of boring. You know, it's just I don't know. I've just never been into him. I mean, even that terrible Demi Moore Woody Harrelson movie, it was it was all right in, but what was that called? Indecent, <laughs> indecent proposal. Yeah, indecent proposal. That was uh-huh. it. not one of his best movies, but yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I've just uh, I, I got to watch a lot more. I mean, The Sting. Do you yeah. tell me you've seen The Natural, right? Yeah, it was all oh. right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh man, Mike. It's all right. It's all right, man. But all Harrison right. Ford. I will say this. Uh, when I saw Regarding Henry, love that movie. It's really awesome. I really enjoy that one. I think that Are movie gets a lot of right crap. Now? I'm being serious. <laughs> I don't know whether I can believe you or not anymore. <laughs> You're all over the map with me. Nah, I just play it, dude. Oh, dude. You don't like Regarding Henry? No. No? You think that's no. a terrible movie? I don't think it's good. Oh, man. I like that movie. Seriously. I think Harrison Ford is in three of the greatest franchises ever. <laughs> and <laughs> Regarding I, Henry I, is not one of them. I, no, I don't think it's like... I mean, it's <laughs> obviously not above Star Wars. I like Harrison Ford in Star Wars. I mean, it's cool. But what about Indiana Jones? I've never seen Indiana Jones because I don't it, like Harrison Ford. I'm dead serious. <laughs> it's true. Jason is giving me tons of crap for that because I. What about okay? What about him as Jack Ryan? Uh, in, in what movie? In um, 
it, the, the uh, espionage movies. Um, I've never seen them. Uh, why am I drawing a blank now? I saw the one with uh, Ben Affleck, though. Oh my god, that's the that's the worst of them all. <laughs> oh man, this is this ain't April Fool's Day, right? I'm not. <laughs> Dude, I'm wow. so, I'm sorry to be dropping bombs on you like this, man. It's true. All right, all so, right. I gotta so, yeah. get my I gotta get my mind right. All right, so I mean, I like Harrison Ford more than I like Robert Redford. That's for sure. Well, that's damning of fate, Braze. All right. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Robert Redford, he's just he's okay for me, you know. So he's gonna be in Captain America though, as the head of. Uh, he's gonna be the head of Shield. So, right. so yeah, there you go. I mean. I'll I'll be fair. I should watch a lot more of his movies. It's just I think it's more of this. My dad was a huge fan and was always throwing it down my face. Okay, that, and I, I did that. And I think that when you have certain stuff thrown in your face, you kind of build up a wall. And I think I've just you know uh, I gotta take those walls down, which I've I've been doing with various movies that I I watched that I thought I would never watch ever. You know so. I think that was kind of the thing with Robert Redford. It's just well, and like, it is fair to say that the majority of his movies, especially be, because of the time frame when he was making movies, um, they are slow. Yeah. You know, for the majority of them, they're pretty slow. There's a lot of setup in his movies. And then the later years, for the most part, there were a lot of romantic movies, not even romantic comedies, just romantic movies, you know, the out of Africa and, and what yeah. have you. Terrible. That are my, um, <laughs> that are, you know, they're they're hard to get into. Yeah, you know? uh, like Harrison Ford, I really dig The Fugitive. I love that. Right, movie. that's a great movie. That's an that's like a four and a half star movie for me. I love that movie. That movie's great. The sequel, I don't know. I didn't even know that was Wesley Snipes because he shaved off his mustache. You no. know. It was a horrible movie. But I, as far as Indiana Jones, it was one of those things where I just never got around to it. Like, uh, I think I've seen part of Temple of Doom and I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, that was one I wanted to check out. And like the Sean Connery one, I saw a little bit of that. But I've never seen... I, I know to stay away from 4. I, I've heard that from everywhere. So I, I won't ever watch that one. But I'll definitely... Mike, you, you, make my, you make my heart sad right now. Why? You gotta watch these movies. Hey, we'll do a retrospective series after the hundredth episode. I'm gonna force you to watch them. We'll do the you if you come on for every episode. I will do an Indiana Jones retrospective. I will gladly talk Indiana Jones. All right, so there you go, people. After the hundredth episode, sometime we, I don't we know have when. To talk number four. No, we'll skip number four. Because <laughs> I'm just gonna talk from memory. I'm not rewatching. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll skip that. We'll just do it as a trilogy, Indiana Jones trilogy, because I am actually interested in checking it out. Because I know Data is in there from the Goonies. He's in Temple of Doom, right? <laughs> You're like, I think I'm gonna check out these movies I've heard about these Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, you guys heard about these? <laughs> I hear they're pretty good. <laughs> like I said, it, Indiana Jones was another one of those things where it was like everybody's talking about. It. You gotta watch this. Gotta, and I'm just like. Dude, stop throwing it down my throat. So it's like Indiana Jones and there's just a few, like Star Trek, that kind of stuff. I was just like, uh Mike don't. does not like things thrown down his throat. Yeah, it's true. So, but like I said, I've, I'm i willing to watch like the new Star Trek movie. You know, I'm like, I'll check that out. It looks cool. You know, and as yes, the darkness movie, whatever it's called. Into the darkness. Yeah, Into the Darkness. <laughs> new revelation. Dark Side on, of the Moon. Yep. New revelation on the Rocky Four episode. But uh, yeah, it's all it's all good in the hood. So, so uh, yeah, let we'll uh, I think we'll end for movie news. Uh, as far as music news, let's just let's just cut that. And uh, you want to roll into our review of Rocky Four, sir? Let's do it. All right. 
Today, the Soviet Union has officially entered professional boxing. This is not just an exhibition fight that doesn't mean anything. This is us against them. What are you talking about? Come on. Perhaps this simple defeat of this little so-called champion will be a perfect example of how pathetically weak your society has become. Date in December 25th. Where? It's in Russia. Are you Rocky, what's going on? Bravo is the most perfectly trained athlete ever. It's suicide! You can't win! Whatever he hits, he destroys.
I'm pumped up to be talking about this movie. How about you? I am too. Good times. All right. So basically, let's just give a super quick uh, plot synopsis what happened. I mean, everybody knows, but just real quick. And then we'll break it down and we'll go, you know, detail by detail on this sucker. Yeah. So we have Rocky Balboa and uh, his friend Apollo Creed. They uh, are going to go up in this match. Uh, I should say Apollo does. It's an exhibition match against this Russian boxer named Ivan Drago, played by good old Dolph Lundgren. Uh, he's a Russian boxer. He's scientifically trained, uses high-tech equipment. Uh, but unfortunately, Drago kills Apollo in this match. Uh, Rocky blames himself during, you know, due to Apollo's death. And he promises to get revenge on Drago, which is something Rocky's never done before, doing a fight in revenge. Uh, unfortunately, he can't do it in the United States. He has to do it in uh, Russia against the wishes of Adrian, of course. Uh, but he does have uh, Apollo's old manager, Duke, help him train to prepare for the fight. And uh, Drago uses his uh, crazy high-tech equipment to train. Rocky uses the nature and we get basically the fight of the century at the end. And, I mean, Rocky IV is considered the greatest of the uh, Rocky films. So I guess we'll find out if that's how you feel and if, how I feel. And uh, this is written and directed by Sylvester Stallone again, which is awesome. So, that's right. So uh, overall, sir, what's your thoughts on this movie, man? All right. For a long time, when I was a kid... Rocky IV was among my top five favorite movies ever made. Okay. For a long time, it was Star Wars, Empire, Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, and Rocky IV in no particular order. Okay. I love Rocky IV. Okay. It is no longer in my top five movies ever, but, uh, man, I love this movie. It's good versus evil. It's so, I mean, it's definitely of its time. U.S. versus Russia, man. Those Russians are just hated. Yeah, you know it's so it's very very easy to uh, to make the drama in this one. 
Right. This is the most financial uh, successful of the franchise. I mean, it had a budget of $28 million. It made $300 million. Uh, surprisingly, the critical reception was mixed on this flick. But, uh, I mean, this movie has two music videos in the actual movie. Mm-hmm. So, so let's start off with the beginning, sir. This time around, we have no Rocky theme. Uh, we have Eye of the Tiger. You know, we get the... Uh, end of part three, which we've come to expect, but there's no Rocky theme throughout this movie, yep. which, which is uh, 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 Bill Conti was working on the Karate Kid series, uh, number two, and uh, the guy that did the music decided not to use the Rocky theme. This is the only movie to not to use, you know, not to use the the normal Rocky theme or you know, gonna fly now, however you want to call it. We don't hear that in this flick. What's your right. thoughts, man? Um, yeah, yeah, that is strange, but this is my favorite soundtrack of all time. Oh, this soundtrack! Oh, I'm it not. Is, it I is wore awesome. this record out. <laughs> I love it. It, it. I mean, yeah, you don't have the classic "Gonna Fly Now," which is strange, um, it, you know. But it, they replace it in the like the, you know the training sequences. They they. They put in great songs like uh, "There's No Easy Way Out." I love that song. Okay, no, uh, no easy way out. That yeah. that takes place, you know, reminiscing about Apollo dying, but yeah. doing all the flashbacks. Let me just say this: this is my song. This is the best Rocky song of the whole series for me. This is number one. Yeah, that's it. Very good. Good choice. And if you listen to the lyrics, they match up to the scenes that are being showed to you. Yep. And Sylvester Stallone handpicked these excellent scenes for this excellent song. This song murders Eye of the Tiger. I'm sorry, yeah. people, but this is it. This is it, man. This is my song. This is the song that I wore out of all the Rocky movies. This This is it right here awesome song excellent choice man that's that's my favorite awesome. this song um oh, what's the other one hearts on fire that one's love our, that song i like it it's cool they play it twice so technically it's the theme of the movie yep but i mean compared to no you know no easy way out of like no but hearts on fire is great for that training sequence it is it is no doubt it about just it. comes in and boom i love it yeah uh so we have uh man where to begin, dude? Where to begin? All right, so we jump in right away. Rocky's, you know, lounging in the pool. He looks like he's semi-retired almost. Yeah, he comes so. home, and he's got, you know, he looks good. I mean, his face is definitely thinner, and you see the kid. He's talking with the kid, and, and they introduce the robot. What about yeah. that robot, man? The <laughs> robot's great. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> I love it. I think that robot is Polly's sex slave. I don't know, man. Uh, well, yeah, after he turns her voice around, <laughs> all of a sudden he's in love with her. Yeah, a little weird. Yeah, a little creepy. Uh, and I love Rocky's like, yo, Polly, what'd you do to her voice, man? I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I like the uh, the candles. Uh, that was pretty funny in the beginning yeah. where, uh, you know, Polly uh, talking about the birthday and... Uh, he's just yelling at Rocco. I love how he always calls him Rocco. It's great. Yeah. And uh, what I dig is right off the bat, the thing I was missing in Rocky Three, I get a Rocky and Adrian scene, and it's a simple one. And what's really great is it reminisces back to the beginning. It goes, can you believe it's been nine years? And the, there was something I I brought up in the first movie that I know you haven't heard yet, but the, the thing that Rocky did in that movie all the time is, uh, you know, you know, 
Uh, he'd always be like, you understand what I'm saying? You know? And he brought that back again. He hasn't said, you know, uh, for since Rocky, uh, since Rocky two. So, and he didn't have it at all in Rocky three, but he did it when he was talking to Adrian about being together and, uh, going back to their wedding night of, uh, you're never getting rid of me. I love that. That was great. A couple more scenes like that in Rocky three would have just solidified that movie for me and put it at a five, but all right. You know, that's what I was missing are these little scenes like this of just those two together. It's bringing me back to this is the Rocky and Adrian story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. As meanwhile, Rocky, you know, meanwhile, you get the ominous music hits ah. and you get to see this big, bad looking Russian in the back. It, I love just I love the way the, the stereotypical music hits every time they <laughs> show Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Like ominous music, it, it's pretty good. I love the casting of Brigitte Nielsen. Now, obviously, this was, you know, a little nepotism on Stallone's part at the time, right? Um, but she's yeah. great. She's great, though. I mean, she was. She was, awesome. she was very believable in this role. Yeah, very believable. Just like in Beverly Hills Cop Two, she was all that in a bag of chips, and she's that in this movie. She was very awesome. And uh, but let's talk about Dolph, man. Dude, he is tall. And Dolph scared me when I was a kid, man. I love Dolph Lundgren. You know, I love Showdown in Little Tokyo. I know a lot yeah. of people don't really dig that movie, but for me, uh, it's it's just fun. It's a really bad B movie, but it's Brandon Lee before he made Rapid Fire, and I enjoy the comet the comedy between those two. But man, Dolph Lundgren didn't look as big in that movie as he does in this one, as in like well, seven feet tall. He's also standing next to Stallone, which once again, would, <laughs> they would never fight in the same weight class ever. It's but, true. But, you know, he is standing next to a guy who's like legitimately 5'6 or 5'7. Yeah. So it makes him look much, much bigger. Yeah. Uh, man. It was great casting. I mean, they found him out of nowhere. Huge casting call. Thousands of actors tried out. Big to A-list Hollywood actors tried out. And they found this this cat from overseas. Like, no, you got the look, man. You know, that spiked hair. Just, oh, you look tough. You know, when I first saw The Expendables, the person I cared about the most was that Stallone uh, cast Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I, yeah. I liked the fact of everybody else that was in it. But for me, the most, imper- the most important person was Dolph because I was like, wow, you're bringing back your, one of your most famous villains of the Rocky series in this movie and uh, in part one unfortunately he was kind of a bad guy but in part two but they, that was perfect for him yeah but they redeemed him and and uh, you finally right. got i thought that was a nice continuation of their rivalry though yeah it, it was i mean it was on a different level which is cool but i'm glad though for the sequel they actually used his real life engineering yeah. kind of mind kind of. yeah you know what i mean it, in, in a funny way it's just I really like the fact that Stallone and Dolph Lundgren are really so close together. And if when you watch the Comic Con panel on the Expendables, you can really see how much you know love they got for each other. Right. And it's amazing. You know, they both kind of, you know, they. I mean, he took this movie to a whole new level. It's crazy. Uh, that fight with Apollo. Let's talk about that, man. All right. Well, well number one, Apollo. Uh, man, he's really cocky in this one. Really bad. I mean, I hate to say it. But man, he deserved to. He didn't deserve to die. But <laughs> well, he was a guy. I think. I think that was all bravado, though, because this fight was supposed to be Rocky's fight, right? Yeah. And Apollo begged him, pleaded with him, 
you know, bribed him, whatever, to let him get the fight. And I think it's, I think all that was just bluster and bravado because he knew that he was past his prime. He was retired and he knew that, you know, no, but well, if I can just get one more big payday, you know, and most boxers this way, they never really know that they're done until it's too late, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think he knew like, look, all right, well, this is an exhibition, you know, just let me do it. You know, I want to be the first one to fight this big Russian and get the publicity because I can't really, it's an exhibition, you know, I can't really cut it anymore as a pro. Um, yeah. Like you're saying, he wouldn't listen to nobody, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's too bad, man. You know I mean? Rocky's trying to stop the fight. I mean, let's talk about that. The dynamic of these two is completely different than three because in this time you have Rocky trying to be the voice of reason right. to him. Everything is just like, hey, you know, I think you're trying to do this for yourself, you know, and he's trying to convince him not to do it. And then he's just like, look, man, I gave you a shot, you know, help me out. And what I do love is where, uh, you know, Apollo says, I owe you one. And Rocky's like, no, you don't, you don't owe me anything. We're even. You know, because to Rocky, Apollo did everything. He took him under his wing. And, I mean, he was the best in the world. And the best in the world became your new trainer to take on Clubber Lang. So, I mean, to him, I mean, yeah. The fact that he's willing to, to do this for Apollo is just like, man, you don't owe me anything. I'm the one that owes you everything, you know? Yeah. So. And I think I think there might I think there's a little bit of a part of Apollo that, you know, he was the man before Rocky. This punk Rocky came along. He was the man. He was the champ of the world. He was living on top of the world. And I wonder if I mean, you know, this is all hearsay, you know, whatever. But um, I wonder if you know he, he doesn't not like taking the backseat to Rocky. You know, Rocky beats him. Rocky's the champ. Rocky beats Clubber Lang. All this stuff. He's the champ of the world. And now this Russian who's unstoppable calls Rocky out. Part of me thinks, you know, Paulo's like, hey, man, you know, I'm I'm tired of living in the shadow, too. Let me have a shot at her, you know? Right. I mean, there's got to be. I I mean, you know, when you're that good, you have an ego. I I love, though, how Adrian, you know, is at the table and trying to kind of be the voice of reason. And she's like, look, I care for both of you. You know, and I just she's like, I'm not trying to bring you down, but what do you have to prove? And she tells it to both of them. She's like, you two are too old for this. Now you have nothing to prove. You both should be done, you know. And I like how the way she says it in that conversation, she does it in a loving way, but she's very stern about it to where, you know, it's a big voice reason, you know, but he kind of wants to ignore it and just like, look, man, screw this. Let's do it. You know, right. I, I dig that table scene. It was good. But, you know, normally Adrian doesn't laugh at, like, the press conferences. But when Apollo starts going off on uh, on Drago and just says, what, you leave your tongue at customs? Even she laughed at that joke. I love that, too, how he gets it fired up and the fight's ready to start. And and his <laughs> and uh, his guy, Nik- Nik- uh, Nikola Koloff, you know, gets all upset. Like, we came here just to be nice. Blah, blah, blah. And it looks like the fight's going to go. And they walk off stage and he's like, he looks to, looks to Rocky like, how did I do? Did I get him fired up or what? Like, totally an act. Yeah, he's like, it was a little too much for my taste, but but good. <laughs> and what was really cool, I really enjoyed the before that where they were watching the fight. And I love how he only calls Rocky Stallion the whole movie. It's right, Stallion right. this, Stallion that. And it's like, you know, they're on nickname basis, but he they're Two enemies are now watching the fight 
and reminiscing on a fight where it's cool where back then it was like murder I, I, I just really dug that it was some I don't know there was something about just those two guys watching their own fight and just joking around about it was pretty cool you know yeah because yeah. you don't you don't get to see that a lot of movies where two enemies come together and then reminisce about the times they wanted to kill each other right. and and find it just to be insightful and like yeah you, you were so good the one thing i love about rocky is no matter whoever he fights he always has something good to say about them you know in the first one it's oh he's great he's wonderful and then he fights uh clubber and he's like man he's strong and then for Drago, he's like, he's winning, you know? He always has mm -hmm. something good to say uh, the first round of every fight, which is another consistent thing that I've enjoyed throughout the series, is I can always count on Rocky to say something positive about his enemy uh, after the first round, which is pretty cool. Yeah, man. So, but let's start. Right, let's get into, the, let's get into the, the fight, right? Because there's this yeah, there's the, the great pre-fight music Brown. video. It, talk about... Uh, just one of the guys, uh, flashback. We got some James <laughs> Brown, man. Full on living in America music video. I love that song, man. It's so good. That's a good tune. But yeah, this is what our first music video, right? Yeah. I mean, in all reality, I mean, it's cool to see Apollo come out looking like he did the first time around, but yeah, having but James Brown was awesome. And even Rocky's just like, geez, this is crazy. But yeah, <laughs> that, that fight, man, here's something I got to ask. Number one. So he goes 15 rounds with Rocky, and how is it a couple punches to the face, he dies? Okay, so there's a few things. First off, he was much younger when he fought Rocky. you got to figure Apollo's in his 40s at this point. Okay. You know, that's what I'm, I'm putting Apollo at like 41 probably at, at this point. So he, he hasn't fought in a while, I'm assuming, you know, from the, from the looks of it. He's pretty much been in retirement. You know, his wife kind of is, says as much. Um, uh, and I just, you know, the the uh, the big Russian man, he's on the juice. He's taking the steroids. You know, he he wasn't ready for it. Look, he barely he. You can tell that this was kind of like like Rocky in Rocky Three. He didn't take him serious. He didn't train hard. You didn't see any. You see training sequences of Apollo <laughs> out there working, right? Right. You see Apollo out there pushing it. I'm sure he showed up, right? He was more worried about his pre-fight dance and making sure they got all his nicknames right but while he was introduced yeah by the way i the love count it. of monte fisto is my favorite nickname ever <laughs> i love it how many nicknames you have oh don't worry it keeps going i love that line that was great but, you know and then you could tell how serious he was when he the bell rang and he's like be back in a minute <laughs> you know like he guys would knock this jump out but he, i think he realized right away when he went up and t had to touch gloves right and he, you know, Drago wouldn't answer him. He's like, put your hands up, boy. And he you slaps will, him. You will lose. You will lose. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, well, this guy's for real. And, I yeah. mean, this really is the case of the of the phrase pride comes before the fall. Because yeah. this guy was as prideful as can be. And, man, did he fall. He fell to his death. Okay. so oh, man, it's so sad. So, essentially, he gets punched so hard in the head of that he, what, has like a brain aneurysm and he dies, right? Is that essentially basically, what happens? Yeah, basically. I mean, and you know, I mean, he makes it through the first round. He gets the snot beat out of him, you know, and Rocky's telling him, look, man, look, champ, it's done, man. I'm calling it. I'm throwing in the towel. And Apollo in no uncertain words says, you ain't throwing that towel in no matter what. 
which is always ever since I was a kid, man, I saw this for the first time. That always just kind of bothered me. I don't know why. It was like he had to have known that he was overmatched. He had to have known that he was already hurt bad in the first minute of the fight. What makes you tell your best friend, nah, no, you don't know. You're not going to save me no matter what. Right. You know, that's just that always was just very, very odd to me. Just that, that one part. And the last thing he does is look at his wife before, you know, he dies. Gives her the little wink and she looks terrified. Okay, so he dies. How does he not go to jail? I mean, because you sign waivers, you don't go to jail for. I mean, guys have died in the ring many times. Ray Boom Boom Mancini notoriously killed a a Korean in the ring back in the 80s. And you don't go to jail. It's part of the assumed risk of being a fighter, man. It happens. All right. Because that was my my one hang-up. I was like, okay, so he can just randomly kill somebody in the ring, and then the next day he's at a press conference just sitting next to Rocky, and everything's all honky-dory? The worst is, man, I mean, this yeah, this movie, like I said, this movie is, I love it. And so you get the scene where Apollo's laying there twitching on the mat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Rocky's calling for the doctors, and he's... And the weird, you know, the press is all over the place. They're just swarming him. All of a sudden, there's 200 photographers in the ring giving him no room. And he's just trying to get a doctor, get a doctor. And Drago is just standing over him and looks down. He, he dies. dies. He, he dies. dies. <laughs> oh, does that not make a bad guy right there? Right, exactly. Boom, instant bad guy. I mean, if he, he dies, he dies. He says, like, what, three things in this whole movie? And yeah, he's got some stuff, but oh man, that line, he's just looking down and then, then he's yelling out in Russian, like, I cannot be defeated, you know, and just like, dude, you just killed a guy and you're holding a press conference <laughs> over his body. <laughs> like not even like out of the ring, you're just standing over him while he's twitching. Like, yeah, I told you I couldn't be beat. <laughs> oh, man, that's not cool. And, you know, Rocky just looks up at him. You know, they lock eyes, and Rocky just looks up at him. And you can tell there's not even anger in his eyes. There's just sadness and confusion. Fear. I mean, fear. Like, what do we just walk into? My best friend just died. I was joking with him three minutes ago. Yeah. It's not the look of uh, Tommy Gunn hit Pauly. Mm -hmm. That's not that look. Not even close. Yeah. It's the, I'm like, it's the uh, first look with Clubber Lang, you know, like. Oh, I'm kind of scared, you know, kind of thing. But, but even worse, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, and how is it, it – he didn't even tell Adrian about this because Adrian comes home. She gets surrounded by all the paparazzi and stuff. Yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? We ain't going to no Russia. How did Rocky not tell her? He tells her everything, and she he just comes home and bam, you know. I, well, well before, before that, I remember vividly seeing this in the theater, and there's – there's a scene we're talking about Rocky locks eyes with Drago, right? Right. And in my mind, I'm going, uh, Apollo ain't dead. Apollo ain't dead. You know, he's hurt bad. He's And then, boom, they're at the graveyard. Right. Like, no way. They just killed off Apollo? Yeah, man. Wow. Oh, oh man, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. That, yeah. It, that was crazy, man. Uh, and here... What I like about the Adrian thing, though, is uh, at the top of the stairs, because this is reminiscent of part two, where he wants to, you know, go fight. Mick says, let's go. And uh, she's at the top of the stairs and 
he's like, it's all, I'm a fighter. It's all I know how to do. And it's the same scene, except this time she says what Mick said to him in number three, you can't win. That was the most devastating blow she could ever have done to Rocky. I mean, that, that hurts worse than getting a, you know, Drago punch to the head, you know, hearing those words, you can't win. I, I can't even imagine how Rocky felt after hearing that. He's like, there goes Adrian, always honest, you know. Yep. And then we get the music video, man. And damn, this is so good. This gets me fired up every single time. I've seen this movie a couple hundred times. <laughs> I want to go box some money when I watch And this. <laughs> every time, just the other night I'm watching it with my boys. And I'm like, this here it comes. Like as soon as they land in Russia, you know, he's got the KGB agents kind of follow him. He's like, who are those guys? Oh, they're your chef. No, no, I'm like, talking about the No Easy Way Out music video. Now we're, we'll oh, get, that one. We'll get to, oh, okay. we'll get to the All other right. one. I'm talking about the No Way uh, no he easy jumps way in out the car. He jumps in the car. His, yeah. He's got to be alone with his thoughts, man. Oh, that is amazing. I love yeah, that. It's good. awesome. It's good. Yeah. And then uh, then we get to Russia. Yeah. So those two guys are supposed to basically follow him and, I guess, report back? Or are they just they, supposed to keep an eye on him? KGB. I think they're, they're supposed to watch him, see what he's doing, you know? Yeah. I think they just, you know, that Drago's team just wants to know, what what's he doing up there? Yeah. You know, why is this guy, why does this guy want to go to Siberia and train? We keep eyes on this guy. Yeah. You know, and you, the, my favorite part about Rocky four, my favorite thing about Rocky four is Duke. Yeah. For some reason, man, you know, Duke is Apollo's old trainer. Right. And he's kind of been in the movies, but he's always in the background. Right. But this movie, he steps in and at one point, you know, he shows up. And he pulls Rocky aside and says, look, man, Apollo was like my son. I trained him. I brought him up. I raised him. Right. You know, it, it, it killed me when he died. It broke my heart. But you know what? You're step, You're going to step in. I'm going to do for you what I was doing for Apollo. And, you know, I'm going to do everything I can for you. And that moment, I'm like, all right. You know? Yeah. That's what I love. It was like new character development on the fourth movie. You know, you yeah. get you get this guy you've seen before and he just up and tells you I raised him. It's like it brings a whole new when you go back to part one. Now you get a whole new perspective on those two. Dude, and man, I love dude. He's yeah, he's inspiring. You know, he says, you know, look, you what you're going to go through, man, it's worse than hell, you know, and you got to do it alone. But you're going to be the one standing at the end, you know, yep. stuff like, oh, man, he's got great lines. Yeah, you'll be left standing. He says it three times and then he walks away and then yep. it's like, thanks, Duke. Uh, yeah, man, it's so good. And of course, uh, before that though, when they're on the plane, they're playing that burning heart song by survivor, right. which yep. I like that song way that's more than I like song. eye of the tiger, man. And that's, that's by song. That's it's my favorite soundtrack. Yeah. Ever. And survivor of course did the song on karate kid soundtrack, which I don't think is all that great moment of truth. Mm-mm. That song's all right. It's okay. It's okay, yeah. It's like a hidden music video on the DVD if you can find the Easter egg. But it's, uh, yeah, Burning Heart is way better of a song for me from Survivor. We're talking about about the soundtrack right now. Right. So so we teased it with Rocky III. So there's the song that was written for this one too, right? Right. That ended up in the Karate Kid. Yep. Part two. Yep. Which is a great song, by the way. Of little Peter Cetera. Gloria Love. Love it. Love it. It was supposed to be that played. Would have been, 
That would have been very weird in this movie, I it think. It would have, because it was supposed to be played at the end of the movie. Yeah, and, I would not have liked that ending at all. And it fits. I mean, you watch, you hear that song, and you immediately see the music video with the with, yeah. the, with the headband on the floor, and he's walking on top of the headband, and you yeah. see Daniel and Kumiko all kissing and stuff. I mean, it was that song was made for the Karate Kid. I part love two. that video. <laughs> yeah, I have that video on my iPod, just like Aha. So, nice. take on me, baby. Good time. That definitely fits in my top five best music videos of all time, for sure. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Gloria Love would have not worked. I mean, all the music works. That would have been after such an emotional fight. And and then, you know, Rocky's speech, whether you think it's hokey or cool or whatever, at the end. Oh, let's not talk to, about that yet. <laughs> to go out with... Gloria Love would have been just like, what? Yeah, where's that coming from? I am a man who will fight for you. Yep. It it totally makes sense for Daniel because that whole movie is about honor. There ain't no talk about honor in this movie. It's all about revenge, baby. So, uh, all right. So, we're we're in Russia. We're in Siberia. Yeah, we're in Russia. And we're training. We're training. And Adrian uh, has not come along. You know, we get a a, uh, kind of a sad window scene. She looks out the window. This is the first time Adrian isn't supportive of Rocky. I mean, she wasn't supportive of him in part two, but she didn't fully disband from him. You know, it's like in part two, it was just like, okay, I'm going to kind of go in the other room. This time, he goes to another country, and she stays behind. But uh, she comes to the rescue later, man, and shows up. But But here's what I like, too. Okay, so I've already said a hundred times how much I love training montages, right? Right. Especially this movie. Yep. So what I love is, first you have kind of a smaller more subdued training montage rocky's out there kind of running along you know kind of doing some stuff you got the music going and then he comes back to the cabin and who's waiting for him right yeah there's adrian and then bang we go into the big training montage all of a sudden now rocky's doing stuff that i have never seen him do before in training yeah this is like nature like, well, not only that, but the stuff he's doing in the cabin, like those crazy inclined sit-ups. And, oh, uh, that was awesome, I mean, man. And that stuff, that that's just Stallone, man. He got himself in crazy shape for this. When he's picking them up in that big old wagon. The horse cart, yeah. Oh. And he's just, dude, I mean, that's the, he's hanging upside down doing sit-ups and just I, slapping his stomach. And, like, and I love how they do constant back and forth to show you that they're both doing the same exact Exactly. Uh, train high tech. One's, one's high tech and one's nature. I love it. That's a great dichotomy between the two is they show Rocky running through the snow and they show Drago running on the track and they show Rocky with the the uh, ox yoke around his neck kind of going left, right, left, right. And then they show Drago in the machine, you know, and and, you know, Rocky trying to pull the sled with all the rocks and Paulie on it. Yeah, you know, and then they show. I mean, it's it's so good to show them, you know. And then they show, of course, Drago getting juiced up, and all that. Yeah, um, this is what I mean by Stallone is such an uh, such a great director, man. These the the way this stuff is shot and and put together, just awesome. This is definitely his best directed movie in my oh, yeah. in my opinion. This is by far his best. Uh, I mean, damn, so good. Uh, especially this training montage. I mean, this is probably the best training montage you're ever going to see in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Karate Kid wins for best fight montage, but 
this wins for best training montage, hands down. This is oh, yeah. this is sick. I love it. I mean, he's got the beard. He's got the sweat rolling off his muscles. But I just love the whole. I mean, we get the famous Rocky run. Every movie we get a Rocky run. Yep. You know, number one yep. he was solo. Number two he had the whole all of Philadelphia. Number three it's him and Apollo. This time he's in the snow climbing a mountain. <laughs> my my wife was watching this with me the other night and uh you know the classic scene the helicopter shot of him going up the mountain you know and he gets to the top of that summit of that crazy small peak that he's standing on you know he stands there you know drago yeah she's like oh this scene makes me sick every time that hell i'm waiting for him to fall <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and of course they play hearts on fire yeah, uh, love it. for the second time yeah. During, during this, you know, so you clearly tell, you know, you had Eye of the Tiger, number three, Hearts of Fire is the theme song for for this one. And, you know, No Easy Way Out, as much as I love that one, it definitely wouldn't work if it was played twice. So Hearts on Fire definitely works because, you know, that's what Rocky is. He's full of heart, you know, and you get the payoff by Polly, you know, being the most emotional uh, forthcoming that he's ever been. He's like, you know, this isn't usually my thing, but... You know, you're all heart rock. If I would want to be anybody, it'd be you. Man, I cried on this scene, man. This is crazy. So yep. good, dude. I love it. Uh, this training montage, though, by far the best. 10 out of 10, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. You don't yeah, get yeah. you don't get any better than this training montage. That's and, right. And I was surprised how fast this movie's going. I mean, the movie's like an hour and a half. And I, when I got to the end of the training sequence and the fight was starting, I'm like, this movie's over already? Yeah, we're already. Yeah, they didn't joke around in the middle. Like normally, you'd think that from the time Apollo died to the time that they get to Russia, that there'd be some stuff going on, you know, and there'd be a lot of drama and all that stuff. But really, it's you know, funeral, little chit chat. Let's go. Yeah, Adrian shows up and just says, "I'm with you no matter what," which is another awesome Adrian scene. Great, just like I'm, and he's like, really? He's like, yeah, and they, you know, and she's full supportive, and he got, he gets the final nail in the coffin that he needs to beat Drago right. is by That's having, all he needed. yep, by having Adrian there. Uh, man, this fight, man, I gotta say, this fight, uh, is my second favorite fight of the series. All right, uh, is it's for you? It's probably number one. It's number one. Number one. Easy. Okay. Okay, but for me, it's number two, so I'm not going to spill the beans, which one's my I got favorite. a sick feeling that I know what it yours is, and I'm not going to be happy. Why is that? <laughs> I'm just, we'll talk about when we get to it. Are you, are, okay. Are you, I think I know what it is, and I have issues, but we'll talk about it. Are you going with the Rocky Five one? Uh, we'll get with, to it when we get to it. With the street fight? We'll get there. Yeah, that's my favorite, baby. <laughs> problem with it how can yeah. your favorite fight be how can, wait how can uh, six rocky movies and what like nine fights how can your favorite fight be the only one where he's not even in the ring because it was like rocky unleashed to where he could do whatever he wanted and man he kicked the hell out of tommy gun it was awesome man it was I, awesome but i have that was serious the- issues with that you, no. may, you may have issues with the movie, but that fight was unbelievable. Considering the fact he was supposed to die at the end of that, and yeah, he yeah. and he rewrote it at the last minute that he didn't die. Well, I mean, because the audience was like, "No," I mean, they, they tested that and it tested terribly. But let's do this. I'm going. I haven't seen Rocky Five in like over 
10 years. All right. I'm going off of memory here. I just watched this, okay? And this was phenomenal. I give this fight a nine and a half. So if watching Rocky Five next week, it doesn't hold up, this becomes number one. All right. So we'll do that on, on you know, based on my memory, I'm going off of five as my favorite fight, but... If it doesn't hold up, this is hands down the best fight of the whole series. It's good stuff. So, and in the last fight, that one's for real. That those are some real punches being done. So I got well, this was too. This was yeah. I, I mean, he I got the documentary about this, and he told Dolph Lundgren like punch. throw real punches. Yeah, he got. And then when he broke his ribs, he's yeah. like, let's back it down a little bit. Yeah, he was in intensive care. Uh, yeah. He got. His, he moved his heart. Lundgren hit him so hard that his heart shifted. <laughs> It's like maybe we should chill out a little bit. Yeah, it, it went against his breastbone and it caused his heart to swell and uh, breathing became like crazy. And he was in uh, intensive uh, blood pressure was like over 200. He was in intensive <laughs> care for eight days. So, I mean, yeah, these were real. Uh, but, I mean, it was still like choreographed versus the last fight I heard isn't. But we'll get there when we get there. But, uh you know, I'm sure a lot of fans are yelling at me right now. How can you say Rocky Five is your favorite fight? But I have my reasons. We'll get there when we talk about it. But I'm just saying, off of memory, that's why it was my favorite. But it, since I just rewatched this fight, I forgot how amazing it was. And this fight murders all the fights before, no doubt about it. So I give it a nine and a half all the way for sure. Very good. So you you give it a ten out of ten. It's ten your favorite 10. fight. Yeah, yeah. And as far the as only thing, all right, I give it a nine eight because the only thing that bothers me about this fight that I want is I don't like. I think this is the. This might be. I don't know if this is the only one, but the thing that drives me nuts about it is that they kind of skip through rounds, right? They show the first round, the second round. Well, they like, did that oh, with Apollo, fight. though. Yeah, they did. They didn't do it against Clubber. Well, he only went three rounds. No, no, no! In the last Clubber fight, the final fight. Yeah, he didn't go 15 rounds with Clubber. He did went. He? The, he went deep. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't three. I don't. It was more than that. I think. Dude, I don't remember him going. He went 15 rounds. I don't think it was 15, but he went deep. No, it was few. no, you're right. He did. He went. He's gone 15 because that's the thing that I've noticed is that on the 15th round he always gets a second win. Right. And, and so that fight, they showed it. They didn't skip through this one. You get kind of, you know, a weird kind of montage of big punches and the the round cards kind of going by behind them. Yeah. As you see, like one big slow motion punch and blood flying, and then round twelve, and you know, and I wanted to see the fight. You know, like, oh man, what else is going on? And, okay, you know, obviously, if you're gonna do that, that's forty five minutes right there. Well, right. Fight. I mean, there's not one movie where we get. The full blown like every right. single round fight and and the street fight is just a street fight you get to see the whole thing of that uh but i mean not even in six i don't remember if they did every single round i mean that would, I, that would take what? forever I, man it's been a few years since i saw six yeah so the thing i love about this fight is first off you got drago who's just killing rocky right right just destroying him he comes back like i see i see three of them <laughs> hit the one in the middle and Duke goes yeah hit the one in the middle hit the one in the middle yeah you know? and and you see Drago is just cocky his corner man Koloff is just laughing in between rounds like oh we're just we're just destroying this guy just another dumb American we're gonna embarrass him you know right and, and you start all of a sudden Rocky cuts him right right Rocky hits him with a shot cuts him above his eyebrow 
And like you, you got him. And you can see all of a sudden that Drago's never been in this position before. He's never had to fight his way out of this position. He's never seen his own blood, you know, and his corner man. And all of a sudden he's mortal. And you, you know, like Duke says, you see that he's, he's a man. He's not a piece of iron. He's a man. He's not a machine. And then you show Drago's corner. He's going, hey, he, Rocky's taking every punch. And he's telling his corner man, he's like a piece of iron. You know, I'm hitting with everything I have. I love how they go back and forth, corner to corner between rounds like that. So that's what he says. Because remember, I had yeah. the, I had the right. like uh, French. So yeah. So Duke says after he cuts him, he's like, "You see that? He's not a machine. He's a man. You could beat him." And then they go to Drago's corner. He's sitting there and he's just giving Rocky everything he had. And he just goes, "He's like a piece of iron. He's not human." <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. And you see his corner man. Then pretty soon, you know, he starts. Drago's slipping. He's in a war. These two are battling. They're both covered in blood, right? Right, right. Um, and then my my favorite thing is, so Drago's corner man and the one of the prime ministers or whatever comes down to tell him, like, you're losing. You hear this? The crowd's chanting Rocky all of a sudden. They're in Moscow. The crowd's chanting Rocky. He's like, you fool. You're blowing it. And Drago just picks him up by the throat yeah. and throws him and says, I fight for me. Yes. <laughs> That that guy was a douchebag the whole movie, so I'm yeah. glad I'm glad that happened. Yeah, uh, that's I I love this fight and you know what? Meanwhile, while he's doing this, it's the fifteenth round. Rocky is out of gas, and Duke says my favorite speech of anybody in any of these Rocky movies. Duke gets him in the corner. Rocky's dead on the stool. He says, "This is your round, fifteenth round. All your strength, all your power, all your love, everything you got right now." I love that. It just gets me tingly you know yeah that that's an awesome line did you notice that uh the russian guys were wearing our, our other podcast robes ccp <laughs> yeah <laughs> although i know i noticed after they turned it was an additional c cccp yeah. yeah but i was like that's still cool though i was like no i didn't get the name from rocky four people chill out <laughs> but that was totally cool when i saw that you know he wins and because he knocks him out and we get the speech. So here's the thing with the speech. Um, this is Rocky. As Sylvester Stallone said, the reason why Rocky has always been my favorite character is I've been able to say stuff through him that people believe that if I said through any other character, nobody would take. And this was kind of his speech, which, yeah, it's corny, but it works. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's like it's true. I mean, everything he said you know, people hated him. He hated them. They started to change. He started to change. And if we can all just, you know, it's, leave crap yeah. behind, it's all good, you know. It is good. And it's, and it's you know, for its time, you got to think this is the middle of the Cold War. I mean, it's the Cold War, you don't know it at the time, is about to end. Rocky helps end communism. Um, <laughs> you know, because, you know, if, if, if he can change and, and you can change, Maybe everybody can change, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And he says Merry Christmas to that terrible actor kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you. All of those kids were just terrible. <laughs> like, that's my dad. Yeah, I know. What do you think we are, nerds? <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Terrible, man. And, I mean, it's really bad when you get to number five and he's aged, like, 15 years. Yeah. I just love that he always calls this kid, kid. <laughs> right. Hey, kid, go to bed. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, 
his real name was Rocky. Of, yeah, he's of Rocky Fame. Jr., but he's just kid. Well, no, like in real life, the kid who that kid's name is Rocky something. Nice. I thought that was kind of funny. I was reading the end credits, and I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but overall, though, man, good stuff. I mean, this fight, man, I feel bad for saying what I did about Rocky Five because you're giving me crap about it. <laughs> no, you you own it. Put your name on it. Well, I I. I'm telling you, man, based on my memory, there's certain things that happened that made me say this is the best fight. The movie may not be the best, but this fight is the best of the series. All right. Neither one of us has, have watched Rocky Five in a few years. Right. So we're both going to watch it here, and then we'll we'll reconvene and discuss that. Right. Yeah. Next week uh, or, or whatever, we'll get back and we'll do five and six, and uh, we'll discuss because – uh, we really need to talk about Rocky Five because there's either people that you either love it or you hate it. It's kind of my understanding with this movie. And I've always been a fan of the film, but I almost everybody I know hates it, which is uh, you know, I yeah, I can't wait that, I can't wait to discuss. That's about right. So so yeah, I'm gonna say that as of right now, Rocky Five is my favorite fight and Drago is close second. But if it sucks, Drago wins first place. So very good. The dude, the, and the thing I love about this movie is, I don't maybe it's just because it's my favorite of the series. And I've watched it so many times, but it is so quotable. Like especially like Drago's all his, you know, I must break you. Yeah, <laughs> you will lose. I mean, this is the most Hollywood uh, for sure oh, of the Rocky sure. movies. I mean, yeah. three music videos, amazing training se- training sequence, amazing music. I mean, it's ridiculous, the crap that's in this movie. It feels like it's not even, it feels like another movie from another franchise almost, you know? Yeah, I mean, this was definitely, they knew they were making money on this movie. Like, okay, we've, Rocky is a franchise now. I mean, how else are you going to get James Brown to come out and, you know, just, they, they knew that, look, this is, this is an easy layup, especially we're talking (laughs) U.S. layup. You know, we're talking U.S. versus Russia. I mean, dude, people are going to come out and see this. Right. You know? I mean, it's made, it was made in 1985. And, I mean, look at Back to the Future. I mean, you had all the epic movies. And, I mean, this was the era of montages and music videos and music in your uh, right. all over your movie. I mean, License to Drive. I mean, come on. That movie, right. That movie is so good, but so much music written all over that thing. I mean, every other, like, 10 minutes, there was a song being played. You know, it's awesome. Yep. So so overall, sir, rating-wise, I think I know what you're going with. Uh, Two and a half. You're going with uh, one? <laughs> yeah, this this is, uh, like I said, this was, this is, I mean, I, I'm biased. This is this is a five-star for me. This is one of my, still, this one of my favorite movies. I mean, in a different context, but this has always been a great movie to me. I just love it. I get fired up when I watch this movie. I've probably never shadow boxed in a living room more than I have to watching this movie. Awesome. I, I my only, you know, I give it five stars. My only small issue I have, which it's so small, it, it can't knock any stars off, is the fact of I don't have the Rocky theme in this movie. Right. Uh, which unfortunately uh, sucks, and because of the training montage of not getting the normal, you know, going to fly now. We didn't get in Rocky 3, so I shouldn't expect it in Rocky 4. So when it happened and we got Hearts of Fire instead, I was okay with it because of the fact of, you know, Rocky 3 already set that up that, hey, you're not going to get that anymore. 
But yeah. I, w- I would have liked to hear the Rocky theme because at least in Rocky three, you heard the theme, uh, you know, a little bit here and there. It was yeah, it was a weird opening to this movie with the, you know, the boxing gloves smashing and exploding and all that. Yeah. Rather than I mean, it had still had the same thing where it it sets up where three left off. You see him and Apollo sparring, you know, but then you'd expect here comes here comes the Rocky music. Instead, they went with the exploding gloves, and just kind of, boom, here we are. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. So, uh, overall, sir, um, I'm hoping we didn't miss anything. I mean, it's so hard to, you know, try to please everybody on, on these reviews, but uh, I, I think we covered everything. What do you think, sir? Yeah, I, yeah. I, this is kind of one of the more, I don't know how to say it's one of the more basic Rocky movies, as far as, you know, there there's the tragedy of Apollo. Right. And and there's the revenge factor. But there's not um, as much character development. There's not as much um, let's stop and kind of reminisce about this. And let's stop and, you know, do this. It kind of flows much quicker than any of the other movies. There's no real breaks right. uh, in here. Agreed. You know, I mean, I always thought it would have been cool to... So you focus... During the beginning, the, the intro, and obviously the to the end of the Creed Drago fight, you show Creed's wife a few times, right? Right. She's a very, very minor character in these movies. Now you focus three plus movies on Apollo Creed, and you kill him, which is a big deal. I kind of would have liked maybe give me five minutes where Rocky and Adrian go over to Apollo's house, maybe talk to his wife or something, you know? Right. You know, offer some condolences and stuff, and maybe reminisce about Apollo. Now I know you have the reminiscing with the video, but I, I kind of would have liked something like that. You know, that would have been kind of the slow moment, whatever. I always thought that would have been kind of cool. Well, you know, I did read Stallone kind of lost a lot. Uh, he lost a lot of leeway on this movie. The per, you know the producers in Hollywood kind of took over this movie. Well, because this was a big budget movie. Yeah, it was. I mean, you lose control with the big budget. I definitely like. There's a lot of things that you know. The whole Adrian thing was fixed for me from part three. I got more scenes with them two together, and uh, I I got the new information on Duke, which was pretty awesome character development. You got to see oh. Polly who uh, is no longer drinking, and he's definitely supportive of Rocky more now than ever. He had a bunch of funny lines about, you know, what kind of vacation is this, you know? And <laughs> I, I, I hope they get my comic books up here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was completely priceless. And, uh, yeah, the whole talk with the robot, all the inside sex jokes was kind of kind of hilarious with him. Yeah. But, you know, outside of the... Uh, I mean, it was super fast, no doubt. I mean, the pacing of this thing was like vroom. I mean, it was like 120 from beginning to end, and it was over. It's hard to believe. It almost feel. I thought this movie was actually longer than three, but it felt like it was like only an hour long. Yeah. But uh, well, you do have like you, you know, like we've said, you do have the three breaks for big long music sequences, which probably chew up. I mean, a good. 15 minutes of the movie right and in montages i mean months go by right in montages yeah. so i mean they're like hey let's throw everything to montage and we'll, we'll end our story uh you know I, I probably in a cut scene they might have had something like that where they go over to you know apollo's wife's house and stuff but it's they, just kind of like oh man he's dead all right well good luck with all that <laughs> i gotta fight now right 
wait, were we ever really friends? Because you just like left me. Yeah, I mean, they they probably cut that because you're right. You know, Bridget, uh, Brigitte or Nelson, whatever her name is. Uh, I swear it's Brigitte is how Brigitte. she says how she says it. But That's you're right. It. it was kind of minor her character, uh, but she always had those evil looks that she would give uh, Adrian. Uh, which was, you know, definitely like, man, girl, you're you're messing with the wrong girl because she could totally whoop you if she had to. Trust me. Um, but man, it, it's it's such a good movie, and it's definitely full 80s, full Hollywood, and very fast paced. Not, I mean, there's not a there's not a dry moment in this movie. So outside of minor things, like I said, the the little music thing, I've you know, it's so minor. I can't knock any stars off for that. But it fixed my issues I had with three, with the more more uh, Rocky, more Adrian, and and Paulie was a better character this time around. Uh, he was more pleasant to be around. And the fact that he got all emotional like that, that he hadn't done in the other movies, took it one step further. You know, and that was awesome. So there's so much good that happened in here, even as fast-paced as it was with the Duke telling you about Apollo being his son and everything. Know? and the training sequences I mean we already said it's the best training sequence you're ever going to see so can't really say anything better about this movie really So I agree man I love it good go out and watch it go okay, if, you, if you saw it last week watch it again yeah if you watch it this morning like I did go watch it again so. that's right alright sir well that is it for our review should we hear what the nation has to say sir yes alright so let's hear what the STL nation had to say All right, so the first one comes from Cheerful Charlie. Now, on the last time he wrote in, he said like three words, so I gave yeah. him crap for that. So he, he actually extended his conversation. If this is four words, Charlie. We're going to have problems. <laughs> Here's what he said. Hey, Masunas and the rest of the STL freaks, Rocky Four was the best of the series because it humanized the rivalry. Rive. Oh, my gosh. Rivalry. Thank you. I can't speak today, people. i got to go back to school. Between the U.S. and Russia, this is every time Jameson's on, I can never speak for some reason. And you get all tongue-tied. I know. It happens to everybody. It's all good. Plus, it's a beautiful shot and directed, which I agree. It remains, in my opinion, the best of the franchise. That's what he had to say. So thank you, Charlie, for You're writing it, sir. And we have one more email, sir. I guess nobody wanted to write in on the on this Rocky. But... It comes from the man, John the Mailman, who like instantly wrote me number four after number three. <laughs> this is the movie he's been waiting for. And on Facebook right now, because uh, I posted to everybody to let them know when this is coming out. He's like, if you don't get this to me in the next two days, I'm going to give you the T-Virus from Resident Evil. <laughs> nice. It was funny. He's like, hello, Mike, America's co-host and STL Nation. We made it to Rocky Four. We did it. About time. Right out of the gate, I'm going to say it's a 9.5 out of 5. <laughs> I love it. Yes, out of 5. The point five is because the gloves at the start is a little cheesy, but I still love it. And if you look carefully, the Russian glove breaks before the explosion. Ah. The prop, the, the glove snaps in half before the expl- little sparkler explosion. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The music is hot. The robot is still out there, and I love it. No Easy Way Out is amazing. Hey. They put a music video right in the middle of the movie. The training montage is so much fun. Back-to-back with two-minute talk break. 
The end fight is out of this world. Oh my God. They even put some drama in here with the death of Apollo. I can't say enough good things about this movie. If you don't get America's co-host, if you can't get America's co-host, I would come on and change the podcast title to If He Dies, He Dies podcast. (laughs) I love it. The quotes are so good. This is the definition of an 80s movie to a T. What's an 80s movie? Number one, ridiculous feature, check. We get that with the robot. Number two, montage, check. I think we get five or six. Mm-hmm. Number three, sound check, check. Some of the best music ever. That's right. Number four, action, check. The end fight is crazy. Number five, learn a lesson, check. If I change, you can change. Mm-hmm. We can all change. What else you need? It's crazy. I hope my excitement came out of my email. Laugh out loud. Have a great show. John, the mailman, considers email delivered. Excellent. Good times. Well, thank you, sir, for writing in. Awesome. And uh, if you want to write in, please do so. I'm sure you guys are going to have some words for us on this uh, review. Do you know the email address, sir? I know you know the CCP one. You know this one. I almost said that one, too. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for knowing that one. Uh, I would send mine in to uh, sweep the leg at no. gmail.org. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you're so good. Well, I just type, I press S, and then it comes up automatically. So okay, sweep delay podcast at yahoo.com okay. or stlpodcast at gmail.com, whichever one floats your boat. Very nice. And uh, if you want to get a hold of Jameson, sir, where do they get a hold of you at? Um, well, my home address is oh, um, <laughs> you can uh, find me uh, on Facebook. I mean, you got y'all know me on there, and uh, hit me up on Twitter. Jameson I'm, Rabbit. I was talking about Movie Mojo Monthly. Yeah, I, yeah, and Movie Mojo Monthly. Come <laughs> see us. You know, we could use some emails. Yeah. Um, there was a while there where the STL Nation was supporting me. I felt good. I felt uh, loved. Um, kind of feel abandoned lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Movie Mojo Monthly. We we have a new episode coming out very soon. I hope. Um, Movie Mojo Monthly at gmail.com. You can. Send in about anything. It really doesn't matter. I will try and read your emails. Some of them go to the spam filter. That's what happens. Yeah. (laughs) I I guess I I should give props to Sean Forrester for hooking me up with props on your last episode, right? Yeah, man. (laughs) How about that? I gave him one shout out. And he uses it on a guy he's never met. I know. That's crazy. Mr. Masunas, you made an impression on him. I guess so. He's an impressionable young youth. He he said my emails are always entertaining, I guess. (laughs) What? I can't argue with him there. Yeah, there you go. So I'm looking forward to your thoughts on Iron Man, sir. Me too. It'll be good times, man. Yeah. So you are definitely joining me for five and six, right? You know what? We've set it up now where I can't not be here. Right. We have to go watch five, and we got to discuss some things. Yes, we will definitely uh, retro, uh, you know, we'll do a retrospect on four, fight, and compare the two. Uh, find out what your issues are and what my love is and we'll find out if i've changed my mind because you know like i said in all yeah in all honesty it's been at least 10 years since i've seen that sucker i'm just going off of memory and i think it builds off of the whole poly you know you knocked him down why don't you try knocking me down i have it built I, yeah, off that man i have a very interesting story to go along with rocky five that I, i'm kind of looking forward to so excellent excellent yeah, little tease for you so uh please write in on uh, the most hated rocky film or the most guilty pleasure rocky film either one however you want to do just write that in let us know 
And uh, we're going to try to get together next week to discuss number five and six. We're going to record those back to back. So make sure you send your emails in for five and six. And uh, that'll be the end of the Rocky series. Then we'll hit episode 99 and do Never Back Down, which I don't know if you're on that one, but I'm definitely on that one, of course. And uh, then the big one, man, number 100. Yes, the next Karate Kid. I love it. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. What is wrong with you, man? Are you dyslexic or something? What's the deal? I'm fired up. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's talk about the next. That, how, Four hours of the next Karate Kid. How crazy would it be if for the 100th episode I do Karate Kid 3? Uh, <laughs> and then you bring Zapka on and just talk about Karate Kid 3. Yeah. I know you weren't in this or anything, but what do you think? <laughs> What do you think the bonsai tree represented? Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> oh, that's jacked up, man. Good times. All right. Well, uh, should we get to the music spotlight, sir? Yeah, I can't wait. All right, let's do it. Here comes the ready and now. Here comes the boys from the sound. Here comes the ready and now. All right, sir. So the music spotlight. Um, now, I had three songs. Well, I, I had two songs picked out for tonight's music spotlight. And the first one you heard during movie and music news uh, it was Strike Back, which totally goes with this movie. You know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. It's an awesome rock track. It just came out on iTunes last week. Uh, go check it out. We as human pick up that sucker. It's great. However, uh, the tune I have picked is a brand new song that uh, I love. Uh, it's so funny because normally, as you guys know, when Jameson comes on, we do a skillet tune. And then I said like a few times ago, like, oh, we'll just pick something else. But a new skillet song came out today and Jameson's on today. However, Jameson has not been a fan of the two singles that have been released off of this new upcoming album no, on June 25th, which, you know, uh, the second tune... Uh, that came out was a slower tune. I've listened to it once, and that never happens. Uh, the first single that came out, Sick of It, I played it before. I listened to that, like, I don't know, like maybe 30 times. It's cool. It's fun. Uh, it's good, a good message and stuff. But it's not the skillet that I know and love, as Jameson right. said. Uh, it is a concept album they're working on. So if you don't know what a concept album is, go look it up online. Go it's find not- a dictionary, all <laughs> go right? Go find a dictionary. <laughs> Uh, but this track I'm going to play for you is the, ti- is the title of the album, Rise, and it's the first song on the album, and uh, it's an amazing song. I love this song because it's uh, it's got a great, crazy message to it. It's really hardcore, and uh, man. It's pretty great. It's pretty awesome. In the, the beginning, the first five seconds, if that doesn't pull you in, you have no soul. Because because it, it kicks in and you get the beautiful voice of Jen Ledger of just she's the drummer, by the way, her beautiful Australian voice pulls you in right away. And then you get the epic chorus. And then the ending of the song uh, is pretty awesome with the choir and you'll you'll dig it. And I recommend you listen to it twice to get the full effect of the song. It's pretty awesome. And uh it's my favorite song of 2013. It instantly went to number one. I've uh, listened to it about 57 times today on my iPod. So it's it's <laughs> yeah, all. It's, I, it's really good. I like it a lot. I, if Jameson approves, it's good. Trust me. It's redeeming. It's making me interested now in this new album. Yeah. Where I was kind of writing it off originally. I just spent 50 bucks on the pre-order. So. Good lord, dude. <laughs> well, dude, I get a T-shirt. I get a. Uh, 
uh, I get a guitar pick. I get uh, I get this. I get the CD, but I get a DVD with it. I get the membership. I get a whole bunch of crap for 50 bucks. So all right, it's all good in the hood, brother. Very good. So I think that is it. We're going to call it a wrap for Rocky Four. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. And uh, I'm looking forward to next week, man, when we get together and talk Rocky Five and Six, man. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Good time. I'm excited. All right. Well, uh, you guys take care. As soon as I Change!
Kids want, kids want to say hi to you. Hold on. Oh, cool. All right, you got to talk in the mic. Hi, Jameson. Hi. Which one is this? Tabby. How are you? Good. Good. I had wee speech last night. Really? Mm-hmm. Was that fun? Uh, kind of. Eh, kind of. You going to be doing your own podcast someday? I'll try. I think you should. I think you'd be great at it. Really? Sure. Why not? If your daddy can do it. You could do it. Here's Kaylee. All right. All right, hurry up. Hi, Jameson. Hello, Miss Kaylee. How are you? Good. Good. Mm-hmm. You, you having fun today? Mm-hmm. Good. All right, guys. I got to finish up, all right? 